However, this doesn't mean that there is a blanket contraindication or blanket absolute that no essential oil should ever be used during pregnancy because they may cause problems. We can't, we can't extrapolate that from these cases because that's not factual. Hi, I'm Cheryl Witten, and this is the Aromatherapist Podcast, where we discover the superpower of plants. Pregnant women are pretty limited to what they can use to support their body, so we can't take any drugs. So we're, we have morning sickness, and our muscles and bones are aching as our bodies are shifting, and our hips are moving to make room for the baby and to, to prepare for birth. You know, we catch viruses still, and so we get you know, or bacteria infections or whatever. And so we get sick, we get a cough and we get a cold, we get the flu, but can't take anything for it. And we can't sleep, but we can't take anything for that either. So we start to look for options. And this is where a lot of women or many women turn to aromatherapy. And so I want to answer the question, just generally speaking, can you use essential oils while pregnant? The answer is yes. Absolutely. You absolutely can. Essential oils are safe to use during pregnancy. They are a wonderful support for an expecting mother and such a wonderful tool to use during labor and delivery and postpartum to use with your baby. They're fantastic for toddlers and childhood and teenagers and they're just a wonderful tool. And this has been a key part of our healthcare program in our home for 19 years. I've used them personally on myself, and then as I've raised children, use them with, on my children as, as well. So I personally have used essential oils through all of those processes. So essential oils are safe to use, and if you've ever read the internet about essential oils, you will read all kinds of articles and even articles from physicians and well-meaning educated people who who aren't trained in aromatherapy. So I want to just cover a few of the main concerns that we typically hear about for essential oils and pregnancy and just sort of work through them a little bit with you. So the first one is that essential oils can cross the placenta. This is true. Essential oils can cross the placenta. So we know that substances with a molecular weight of less than 1000 AMU, which means atomic mass unit, can cross the placenta and all essential oils constituents have a molecular weight that is below 500. So we can assume that they can cross the placenta. This is a pause for caution. Because the fetal blood-brain barrier is still undeveloped, then these constituents can reach the central nervous system. And because the fetal liver is still developing, we have to consider how that essential oil might impact the liver that is still unable to process much. So while it is pause for caution, it, it doesn't necessarily mean there's a risk there either. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you should completely avoid essential oils. So the placenta is a source of oxygen and nutrients for the fetus. And it also helps remove waste product from the fetus because the organs aren't developed yet. And so the placenta also acts as a filtration system to a degree. So when it comes to essential oils... It depends on how toxic that compound actually is, generally speaking, and how concentrated it is in the actual plasma, the blood plasma. Not every compound absorbs the same way. It takes longer to to absorb some compounds than others. Some evaporate more quickly. So it just really depends. There's a whole lot of ifs around this. 
However, that doesn't mean we ignore that. You know, it's still pause for consideration. The second thing that we read is that essential oils are abortifacients. This means that it causes an abortion. So this claim has really been taken way beyond actual facts. So the cases for toxicity during pregnancy usually and almost exclusively are centered around ingesting enormous doses, extremely high doses of usually pennyroyal with the actual intent to abort the fetus. So they are taking such high doses so that they will cause the pregnancy to fail. Now, this is an abnormal use of essential oils. So that doesn't mean that using an essential oil is going to have that effect. This, these cases were on purpose, on purpose. And that's very important distinction to make. This isn't to say that pennyroyal is great for pregnancy. It's not. We don't use pennyroyal in aromatherapy in general. However, this doesn't mean that there is a blanket contraindication or blanket absolute that no essential oil should ever be used during pregnancy because they may cause problems. We can't, we can't extrapolate that from these cases because that's not factual. There are many substances, even water, that if you take too much of them, the body becomes overloaded and is unable to process it and the system may fail. And so this is why dose is important. There are no records of this happening with normal use of essential oils, especially for inhalation and topical use. So that means smelling an essential oil and using it on your skin or in the bath. It's very unlikely, highly unlikely that a little bit of essential oil in your bath water is going to do, have any kind of crazy effect. You're putting one to two, two, you know, one, two, three drops of essential oil in your bath. It's very highly unlikely that that is going to actually have any abortifacient effect. So a lot of this is taken out of context. A lot of these things that we read are just blown up out of proportion and they're not actually relevant to how we use essential oils at all. The next one to consider is hormones. Essential oils do have an effect on the endocrine system and this is the internal system and communication mechanism in the body that sends hormones to target tissues and they release them into the blood, blood supply. So some, some essential oils are listed as having estrogen-like properties and progesterone-building properties. This is only considered to be significant when we are ingesting them orally. So we're actually swallowing them, consuming them as food-like or as like a supplement. And so this is where the risk comes. However, there's some who say this, and then there's some who say the action of some of these essential oils is weak enough that, or not strong enough, that we need to be worried about it. So it's actually not going to have a profound effect on the body. That is something that we need to, be con- need to be concerned about. Another concern that we read about for essential oils and pregnancy is the compound citral. And so citral is supposed to impair reproductive imp- uh, performance. And it's supposed to be contraindicated for pregnancy. So there's some studies out there about citral being used in female rats. We have to, when we're looking at these studies, we have to look beyond what the headline says and actually read some of the studies and do a bit of math because the effect was seen when they were injecting the rats with crazy doses. So if we took this lemongrass oil, which is high in citral, it would be equivalent to injecting about 25 milliliters. So for reference, a large bottle of essential oil is 15 milliliters typically. So it'd be like one and a half of those. 
of lemongrass oil, the entire bottle into the abdomen. So actually injecting it every four to five days for two months. We do not use essential oils in this way. This is just not, this is not how you do aromatherapy. We use one to two drops at a time. So that is, has no bearing whatsoever on how do you, how we actually use essential oils. I mean, it's a crazy dose. And I mean, it's not even how you use aromatherapy. It's a totally wrong application. So that's like going to take your cough medicine, which you're meant to swallow, a syrup, for example, or something, I don't know, something like that, that you're meant to actually swallow and then putting in a syringe and stabbing it into your tissues instead and doing a bottle and a half once a week for two months. I mean, you're going to have problems. You're going to get sick. Your pregnancy is probably going to fail. You're not supposed to do that with your cough medicine. It's the same thing. We would never do that. And you're especially not going to do that when you're pregnant. I mean, that is not relevant to how aromatherapy is ever used. And the last thing to think about is that we really don't actually know. There's not a lot of information around essential oils and aromatherapy. And that is because there are ethical considerations. Should we test aromatherapy on pregnant women? Should we have clinical trials on pregnant women with essential oils? I mean, we're putting, we potentially are putting the fetus at risk. Is it ethical? So it's also very hard to, to fund these kind of trials. And so we don't have a lot of information. What we do know and what we can do is look about, look at what we know about the essential oils and compounds in general. And then we generally adopt a more reserved practice around use because it is a more sensitive time for a woman. And so we want to be more careful. And so that is a good way to look at it. So most aromatherapists adopt a more cautious view. So North American aromatherapists are trained in a percentage dilution to use for certain populations. So when it comes to pregnant women, the amount of essential oil used in a synergy is recommended at one to one and a half percent, which means the little blend that you make or a little blend aromatherapist makes for you is 99% carry oil and 1% essential oil. Now, the theory here is that we're going to be more cautious because it's a more sensitive time. In my own experience and in my professional opinion, I regard that as extremely conservative use of essential oil. You've already heard me say that I never dilute essential oils for myself, that I use essential oils neat on myself and I have done so for 18 or 19 years. So what that means is that I'm super comfortable. I There wasn't any essential oil that I avoided while I was pregnant. There wasn't any essential oil that I was super overly cautious with. I didn't, I didn't avoid anything really and I didn't dilute any essential oils. However, I've been doing this for a really, really long time and so I know uh, what I'm comfortable with. I still believe that 1% dilution is very, very conservative. However, if you were come to see me in my clinic and you were pregnant, I would probably do a blend around that, around that percentage. Now, for what you do for yourself, that's going to be up to you. You can decide that that is a good dilution for you. Some, some women are not afraid of plants. They're not afraid of essential oils and they decide their own comfort level after talking with their physician, their midwife, and an aromatherapist. My basic recommendation is that anywhere from 1% to 5% is a good a good place to start. If you're comfortable and experienced, then you might be more comfortable with a little bit more. But in general, just be gentle with yourself. 
So because we want to err on the side of caution with pregnancy, there is a general list of essential oils to avoid while pregnant. This is the no list for pregnancy. So these include sage, hyssop, rue, pennyroyal, parsley seed, Spanish lavender, which is not the same as true lavender, common tansy, mugwort, camphor, basil, and a few others, but I won't go on. So I'll leave a link in the show notes where you can go and find that list. So you will see lists that include fennel on them and anise. Some of those have an estrogenic effect on the body. However, this goes back to our note earlier about hormones. So because of the one constituent in fennel, anise, myrtle also actually, it is believed that, recommended that those should be avoided during pregnancy and nursing. However, fennel is also a wonderful galactagogue, which means it actually helps produce breast milk. And so many women actually use fennel while they're nursing in order to bring up their milk supply and some of these others like anise as well. So this goes back to the note earlier about what we were saying that some say it should be avoided, but others say that it's not strong enough to be for us to worry about unless you're using it in an oral dose. So unless you're actually ingesting it in high amounts, especially, then you need to be a little bit more cautious. I'm personally on in the camp that these are pretty low. These are pretty low concerns for me. If you want to be more cautious and you need something for digestive support, so you're dealing with a lot of motions or motion sickness or morning sickness, then you can, and you want to be a little bit more cautious, then you can choose more, more gentle essential oils that aren't contraindicated. So that's the thing, what we have to look at here is if you're a little bit nervous, then don't use it. There's so many other options that you can use. So we can use orange essential oil, ginger, peppermint, Spearmint, you can apply these um, clockwise on your stomach with some carrier oil. You just need one drop of each or you can make a little blend and just apply it clockwise on your stomach. I also like to, I always like to apply peppermint under my nose just because then I can continually smell it and it is very, helps so much with the nausea. You can also try things like ginger teas and peppermint teas. These are things that Probably your physician is actually going to recommend to you or your midwife because they work. So if you're nervous, just go choose something that's a little bit less risk or that has absolutely no contraindications to it. Birch and wintergreen are contraindicated because of their action on blood thinning. So we don't want that to be considered during pregnancy. So we do generally avoid those as well. So there's lots of essential oils that we can use to actually help the body. So we're going to talk about that for a few minutes here. So One of the questions we get the most is about pain. I'm in so much pain. My back hurts so much. What can I use? So here's four essential oils that you can use while pregnant that are not contraindicated for pregnancy, that are not, do not have precautions for pregnancy that actually will help your back, your muscles, your joints, the tension in your body. So cypress, marjoram, sweet marjoram, lavender, true lavender, and peppermint. So cypress is going to help with circulation and inflammation and get that moving in there. Marjoram is going to help relax the muscle, lavender and peppermint for pain management. Cypress also will reduce pain as well. So put a drop of each of those on the area with some carrier oil and you will have some relief. Cypress is my favorite essential oil. Used it all the time while I was pregnant. So good for pain relief. So try that one out and see how that does for you. All of those are going to be great for pregnancy. The other one, other question we get a lot is about coughs and colds. So how do I fight a cough, first of all, and how can I relieve congestion? How can I 
get rid of some of this junk in my sinuses. So four essential oils here as well. Eucalyptus globulus or any of the eucalyptus types of essential oils. Lavender, peppermint, and tea tree. So eucalyptus, lavender, peppermint are all going to help with actual symptoms of your cough. So coughing, congestion, junk in the chest, sinus congestion, all of that is going to help relieve that. Lavender is an antihistamine, so it's going to, so it's actually going to relieve some of the congestion that you have going on. So you can do a sinus steam. So this is put one drop of eucalyptus, lavender, peppermint in a bowl and then pour over some hot water boiling water over top and then put your head over the bowl and put a towel over your head. Breathe in deeply. This will clean out your sinuses. Make sure you have a box of Kleenex handy because you are going to start running. (laughs) Your nose is going to start running. The other thing you can do is do these, stand up in in a hot shower and put these on the floor of your shower out of the stream of water and enjoy a really nice fresh sinus steam. This is a steam shower, but will also help clear out your sinuses and then blow your nose when you get out. The sinus steam in the bowl is really the most effective way to manage congestion, and that's one of my favorite ways to do it. So these are safe for pregnancy and will help relieve some of that congestion. Now for actual coughing, I also like to put those three right on my chest because it's very relieving for coughs. Especially at nighttime, you know, you get that post-nasal drip and you're just cough, 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 cough. Just put it on your chest. You can make sure you dilute it with some carrier oil. It's like a little chest rub. And then add your tea tree in there. So put your tea tree, a drop or two of tea tree over your spleen. We know that tea tree helps stimulate white blood cells production. And so this is going to help the body fight back this cough and cold little virus you have going on. For headaches... Lavender, eucalyptus, peppermint again. These are very effective essential oils. Just take a drop of each. Make sure you dilute it. You can dilute it as as much as you want and apply to your temples, your neck, the base of your shoulders, massage it into your scalp for some relief. You can also add some rosemary, which will help also relieve. So eucalyptus, peppermint, lavender, rosemary, that little blend is going to be a fantastic little headache relief for you as well. One of my favorite essential oils to use was clary sage. Now, there's a lot of conflicting information about this essential oil out there saying you should not use clary sage while you're pregnant. And this is incorrect. You can use clary sage. It is not contraindicated for pregnancy. Some experts out there once said that you shouldn't. And then when more research came out, reversed the decision on that essential oil saying that the effect, the estrogenic effect of some of the constituents in that essential oil is not strong enough to have actual impact or effective impact on hormones during pregnancy. Again, what we were saying about hormones, it's just not strong enough for for us to be concerned about it. So clary sage absolutely is a wonderful essential oil to use. If you are very stressed during your pregnancy, clary sage reduces cortisol just by smelling it can actually reduce cortisol in the body. So this is a fantastic one to use as well. So essential oils are very useful during pregnancy because we don't know a whole lot because it's not very ethical to test it out on pregnant women. We need to utilize some caution. We can make some recommendations based on what we already know about essential oils and their actions in the body and suggest ones to avoid. But when there is nothing else to take, when there is no other drug that you can take to help you Aromatherapy is a wonderful tool to help you get through this very sensitive time. 
So if you're worried about using essential oils, you no longer need to be. You can use them during pregnancy. I will leave the the no list in the show notes. So just check below for that. You can always head over to my website for more information and to understand how essential oils work in the body. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.